talking to OK about this the other day, but like, I can't stop watching um, like compilations, TikTok compilations of kids who are reality shifting into Hogwarts. Uh. And they're like, the signs that you're about to shift is you keep on running into angel numbers, which is just like, like one, 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 two, 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 like any inside. Wait, what is a. Uh... It, what is shifting? Reality shifting? So it's it's this new age thing that I have heard of, but mostly from like Q-type, flat earther type people. And uh, it's the idea that you're like choosing which multiverse to live in at all times because you're always making decisions and always spawning a new parallel universe. Dude, that gives people so much agency. I'm for it. <laughs> but it's like like string theory. Like there's so yeah, many. Yeah. Okay. And so the idea is that like I mean they're basically like learning how to lucid dream, but um, they're they're like meditating themselves into the parallel universe of their you like the process is that you literally like write a fan fiction of like here are the things that are going to happen <gasps> manifest and, and then you manifest i got super into this too in like in 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 2015 when i was like um doing a lot of like when i was, when I was doing that work about like internet men like different types of men on the internet the different archetypes uh i got really into the brony culture and the bronies are like at that time in particular were like super into tulpas um oh, yeah. and and then they were like assigning like uh my little pony characters as tulpas <laughs> and i read i have never seen the show but i read like 150 chapter fan fiction just of a wow. self self insert fan fiction um it's incredible I just, uh, and it's just like, why do that? But I, I did do that. I did. You know, I, you're closer to being the scholar, the the biggest scholar on it. Then, like, <laughs> yeah. that knowledge doesn't go away. I, yeah, it's for my inevitable MFA in sociology. <laughs> Fucking, uh, someone call me, God. <laughs> <laughs> Someone or give me a free ride. <laughs> Someone get this to that grant already. Yeah. Oh, another, another one. Yeah. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're, yeah, they're super into, um, yeah, it becomes like, fandom kind of becomes a religion for a lot of people, for sure. It does. Yeah, I, whenever I think of fandom, I remember like the feeling of overwhelming like 12 13 of like finding something i liked before you know cynicism beat most <laughs> enthusiasm out of me and like wanting to be in a world so bad <laughs> wanting to be eaten mm. from ghost world so bad <laughs> you definitely want to be the girls from ghost world. and then it came true ah! <laughs> When it's when you're thirty, it's less of a compliment. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. Like, is there? I cannot think of a single like setting 
from a fictional place that I would want to live in because, like, fundamentally those are places with a lot of chaos, usually. Yeah, because of the the nature of narrative storytelling. <laughs> exactly, and it's, like, I mean, the, like, part of the, the, like, the TikTok culture about it is, like, almost influencer style, like, here are some tips on things you can write yourself as in your reality shift, and it's stuff oh like that you have really pretty handwriting or that you know how to get around Hogwarts and that you don't need to study very hard. Yeah. See, this is just making me think of like a lot of conversations that I heard. I was on um I was I was on Clubhouse all day today. <laughs> I I just got on Clubhouse this week. Oh my god! Wait, what is this? So I'm a second it's class. So it's such a classist app already. <laughs> okay, Clubhouse is ridiculous, but there's like a whole bunch of like really imaginative cargo cult kind of stuff going on with like niche markets where they're like, "Look, all you have to do, bro. I'm saying, I'm telling you, I have 27 Twitter followers. I have 27, bro. 27, and I tweeted my art, bro." My art, I tweeted it. If you make good work, people will come. <laughs> you just gotta get out. Yeah, I was in... There was a good... I was actually in a... The first one I saw was a leftist room about Iranian sanctions. And I was like, whoa! Uh, so so immediately I was impressed. And then every other room was not as good. Uh, one was just... Uh, you know, Silicon Valley people talking about, <laughs> they weren't even talking about computational geography. They just tried to get everyone in the room to change their avatar, their, you know, avatar to comp- profile picture to the words computational geometry. Is that, anyway. So I, I haven't been able to, it's not intuitive for me to like find a room. Have you been finding like rooms? Oh my God. I've been having a great time. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it's about. This is like I'm addicted to this now. I like didn't go to work today. Uh, I was going to I was going to uh, not join I was like I think I'm going to not join Clubhouse intentionally. I'm going to hold out. Like I wish I never got on Facebook. I'm just not going to get an- another app and now I'm on it. And on I think I, uh, the day after Valentine's Day there was a, a room about side piece day. <laughs> Whoa. It was the closest to the moan room I've gotten. I've heard about the moan room. Have you have you been to the moan room? Wow. No, not yet. I'm I'm new to this whole thing. I actually was just checking out of the art world rooms, of which there were many. Um, there were there were all of these people from Christie's talking about like. <laughs> yeah, I listen. I just. I went from room to room and was listening to people talk about the changing landscape of the marketplace. And then I went into an FNT room and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, we just need to figure out how to cater everything we do to blockchain and it'll be fine. I have to get on this. Oh, uh, the one I spent the most time in was females. Why y'all so toxic? (laughs) Why? Uh, People were like having an enthusiastic dialogue about relationship (laughs) dynamics, which was cool. Whoa. How can I be toxic if I don't even have girlfriends because they're so toxic? I'm not like other clubhouse users. So it's like 
it, it it's like getting people prepped for like pandemic world and we're not we're like can't even go to bars anymore so we just like have these yeah. random conversations okay all right yeah one of one of oh, the, but you have to use your name yeah I don't one of the it. rooms was how long is putin gonna be in power for <laughs> that was a pretty good one they were talking Wait. about all of his assassinations i was like yo and they were doing it in english was pretty grateful for <laughs> what you you seem to be able to find good rooms i've just been like trying to find a lot of them a lot of the ones because i don't want to follow anyone but a lot of the ones are in like russian like oh. the, the room titles yeah you have to use your real name i thought it was going to be more of a well I wish it was more of like a wild west of internet, kind of, mm. but also, you know, I guess moderation becomes a par- problem, but moderation is already a problem for them, because uh, there's like, <laughs> you know, alt-right factions already on, or whatever the updated part of upright, oh, alt-right is. I mean, this sounds to me like just a mixture of uh, Omegly and AIM chat rooms, mm. which is yeah. perfect. Yeah. But, but, but also, I think it's just... Uh, a conference call software like it's really there's no video so it's even less it's cool that you like don't need someone's phone number I guess it seems like it could just be done if like Google Hangout had some sort of more if I guess if Google Plus never died and then you just Google uh, hung out mm. but maybe that anyway I guess the app is important I don't know whatever I guess it's the new thing I guess it's caught on I guess it's just here now it's like happening. It's I don't know. I was I was in a room with Ai Weiwei, and then I was in a room with Reggie Ooh. Watts, and I was like, "What? What kind oh. of day is this? This day is crazy." I, I saw Tom Green in a room, and he was talking about being Canadian <laughs> and poutine. Wow. And then they started talking about ghosts, and it was like really late at night, so I didn't want to listen. To and they they get money to use it, right? They're yeah yeah. So they're somebody's just- getting money. Oh, but I was wondering if it was going to bring some sort, maybe it's pandemic induced, but like, uh, you know, internet becoming less text based. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be, you know, whatever. Um, I wonder what like data stuff they're, uh, you know, mining from us or, or little voices. Oh, everything. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, I didn't want to get, uh, I almost downloaded or I did download, but then I didn't want to make an account with this thing that's supposed to translate what your cat's saying to you. What? Because it's like, I was like, you know, it... <sighs> I don't want my relationship with my cat being used. <laughs> I just was like, what? A, like, maybe it's stupid to say yes and no to anything at this point, but it was a little like, how bad do I really... <laughs> No, I've been, that's the clubhouse thing where I was like, I don't want, I want to opt out, but, uh, I have it. There's no real opt out. Like, I don't know. Whenever I try to do something that protects myself, it never is respected by any corporation. So, so at least I'll stay current and get on clubhouse. I, I, well, it sounds kind of like what was my favorite thing of the 2000s, which was, um, like living on message boards but never posting yeah yeah and you don't have to read you can just listen which is great to me i'm like putter around and there's just random Mm -hmm. people yeah because i listen to podcasts very often and just have it like going if i need you know 
except I guess sometimes. Um, but I I usually like podcasts where I learn something and then I run out of those things and I just creepily sit in silence. So the clubhouse is probably good. I was surprised at how, yeah, how fruitful it was. Yeah. But circling back to Sarah's kind of, um, thing, there was, there was this weird sort of like mystical vibe I was getting from a lot of like the rise and grind set that was like... And it was something like I'm not exposed to. So I don't I don't really seek that out at all. And then all of a sudden it was like I'm traversing this landscape of people who were like, yeah, dude, well, like, you know, like Sarah, like you were saying, well, you could have like really nice handwriting or you could just like know how to get around better. It was like, dude, you could just like know how to do a YouTube like <laughs> really good. Just just invest. They would say like, tell yourself. I've already shifted. I'm uh, I'm shifting right now. The secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the secret. I feel like if there's one thing I would like to just obliterate from existence, if I could go back in time and murder any baby, it's like whoever wrote the secret untold <laughs> onto the, the public psyche. The secret straight up ruined a lot of lives. Mm. I like am sure. I ended up uh, in 2006, I think when it was big, there were support groups for people who just, Whoa. it wasn't working for them or they, it was. God. And my friend went to one and I was like, yeah, this is fucked up. And so it was just one of the, you know, the most painful experiences kind of like seemed like a 12 step thing, but there was no guidance, kind of like a landmark yeah. forum. And it was people that just really wanted their life to be away and they just thought they were just obsessed about it thanks oprah same with like the power of now oh God. yeah i just remember my mom coming home uh from work one day and just being like we spent all day in this really stupid thing and we watched this really terrible dvd she like had the like it was right when the book came out and they would do like yeah team conference days or whatever at at job offices and she was like this is insane like the logic is completely crazy they're like saying you could like you could give yourself cancer basically (gasps) or you can yeah they said that and they said that some they were like you can cure i remember in the movie someone was like making tea and they were like my cancer is gone without chemo (laughs) oh my god God. which is also uh that like comes up in the adam curtis thing i still haven't seen it it, I'm up to episode five. Okay, I don't know how. Mm. How, how did, I finished okay, it? Did you finish? I finished it. Okay, Luchu, did you finish it? Dude, how many episodes are there? There's six, and the last one is two hours long. Oh, uh, it's. Yeah. I'm into it though. That's I'm, no, I'm always yeah. It's always good. I'm, I'm but, into you know. it. It's just I keep like like every episode. I was just like, so what? So what? And yeah. Like, and this is a lot. And like and how, like how, like how is this all fitting? But also, I'm I'm very engaged. But uh, my friend thinks uh, my friend who's in the uh, a really she's she's great. I don't know if she wants me to totally shut her up, but she she studies sociology and and she was like she thinks it's on purpose. She thinks that he's like trying to mimic a facebook feed or something um which i could see from like the first episode um being like he definitely sort of references that with the um with jfk 
uh, all the JFK mm -hmm. theories like just listed at all at once. <laughs> yeah, and how he says that it's not so much of a cause effect; it's just noticing patterns, mm -hmm. um, which is what he's doing, or maybe. Yeah, perhaps he's he saying, does, but more, yeah. more this one. Yeah, per, and also, yeah. yeah, that's a good note about the Facebook feed too, because what I just thought was funny, because like I know a lot of, I know that there are some, you know. AC uh, dissenters or whatever, but I like him, and I, but I do think I do have like a sense of humor about like just his style, where he's like, at the same time, or like and back in 1958, and then something strange happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just like couldn't stop laughing when he went from you know like Mao's wife to like Lee Harvey Oswald and then it's like and then two boys in the Midwestern United States were bowling and they were talking about what they thought the world was it's like you're crazy I love him um but yeah it, it I google I would try to find some uh, writing about it and the headline was like new series is ambitious yet incoherent oh it's like brutal sorry guys I had a whole French press a coffee. Yeah, well, it, it, it's like it—it's media theory, and media theory is a little incoherent. Like, because uh, it's—it's a uh, theory about a, a concept that is incoherent. Like at this point, like with 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 social media. So even if he like didn't intend for that to be the commentary or not, I think that is just the inevitability. <laughs> Yeah, there's no like answer. We didn't solve media. <laughs> no, there's no solving media. Which is like that. Yeah, I forget where it's like. So what? Yeah. Is yeah. that the like the main? Is it? I mean, as much as it has Adam Curtis stuff has a subject. Is that the kind of overarching subject media? I, or I don't know yeah, anything yeah. about it. I feel like it's like kind of greatest hits of all of his work. Um. And and then it's also like, uh, uh, I don't. It it it, it I think it's it, it's um. It, I think it is an interesting commentary on like rise, like how nationalism works, and like how it's like it's utilized for mostly for bad, but also has furthered like. With when COVID hits at at the end of the documentary, it's like <laughs> I wish this was the whole documentary. I wish it was like in response completely to the current moment instead of like okay, now in the last episode, we'll throw COVID. No, but I in mean, there. I I mean that that is kind of a response though. If yeah. you look at it as like, oh well, the not like clearly we're facing an issue of of nationalism in the way that we can't coordinate so like let's go back to the roots of of how we narrativize the histories that got us to the point where we yeah. have these national issues and then like the things that different people think are important all factor in and you know, of course, in America, we're just like idiots who are like, haha, that's funny. I love bullying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I don't know. To me, that yeah. makes sense. Like the way that he kind of like is cheeky about things, but and who I don't would know. Have Maybe too much subtext. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, there is a lot of subtext. Something strange happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they noticed. <laughs> uh, the beginning of episode three was like one of the most 
I don't. It wasn't. I don't say moving, but affecting like things. It was the fire. The woman driving through fire. Uh, that was just. That was just wild, man. Was it the clip that kind of went viral last year or year before? Probably, but I hadn't. I've seen other fire on like driving on the highway, but this woman was like driving through tunnels and stuff. I think it was in the 2018 Northern California when like Paradise, California burnt or something. Um, oh, but I assume my guess is just that he's going to loop it back to the internet because, like, of course, but then. But, like, I just keep on calling it, and then he doesn't get there yet. You know, he goes, well, he's, a, he's on, like, the yeah. gold standard, and I'm, like, and then... <laughs> I do like his point that, like, this, all of the, these sorts of um, disinformation networks existed before the internet, too. Um, and, and I, like, yeah, it, and it's, and it's, yeah, it is interesting to see, like, like, how, how nationalism, like, how myth and, like, um... And stuff is being utilized by governments like of like that's always a huge thing and like kind of like we were talking about before like um like people treat i don't know maybe we should read the uh benjamin uh essay about uh capitalism as religion and um and discuss yeah yeah oh uh, dude i'm reading I'm reading a whole book about that right now. Oh, that's great. What is the book? What is the book called? Yeah. It's called The Enchantments of Mammon. It's so good. It's huge. Hold on. I have it right here. It's, uh, I always forget the author's name, but check out this honking book. It's, Whoa! it's a big old book. Big. Yeah. Large. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> so this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Please stop book. me from reading. Oh no! It's bigger um, than your head. It's a he It's like, it, yeah, it is. It's bigger than my head. It's um by Eugene McCarrahair, and it basically tracks um from the Middle Ages, and it's like starts out with the destruction of the Commons, mm -hmm. and then like um this kind of rebuilding of a morality um that focuses on like the puritan and ethics of like you know the 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 good shall be rewarded with wealth and then that um like wealth is this sort of like mysticism that you know relies on something fake like money isn't real actually yeah so the whole thing is um talking about all of these writers that believed that like economics is not a science it's just it's just like a bunch of feelings and so like bad. um yeah but it tracks like from century to century all of the people who ever thought this way which turns out there's centuries worth of people who are like yeah this is bullshit you guys just believe in this in the demon mammon and that's your religion <laughs> There's centuries of people saying the secret's not real. <laughs> well, the secret is real, actually. It's just that <laughs> the secret is that you worship, but you worship a demon, and then he gives you gold. Let right. us but it takes your soul. That makes it mystery so much fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the destruction of the commons, man! I would like to read about that because it reminds me of my favorite 
story that I mentioned about the feral pigs running wild in New York and just this like <laughs> we used to have these safety nets of feral pigs <laughs> that people could just eat and then the rich people didn't like <laughs> the pig shit <laughs> but it's more necessary to just like have them to feed people when they're hungry than to like we could all deal with the pig shit better why get rid of the pigs Oh, but the Adam Curtis, going back to the, okay, what you said about Adam Curtis, is um, the conspiracy and the disinformation that's existed. I've been frustrated. I know it's an unpopular thing, but I've been frustrated with like conspiracy theories for the past maybe two or three years because I they don't appeal to me, really. I think they're fine or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, just the way, I haven't finished it yet, but the way he succinctly says, like, they make us feel so powerless, and which is like what I... Like, I understand, you know, the world doesn't make sense and people are outright evil and these horrible MK Ultra things have happened. Um, but just the energy... I heard this thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, just the energy of, like, the... of. Uh, I just could see myself getting wrapped up in conspiracy theories instead of, like, organizing. Right. You know, I don't know. I have... Because I have in the past. Anyway, what was that, Lucia? Uh, so I I heard this thing um, that conspiracy theories are true crime for boys. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> pretty solid female audience too, though. With conspiracy theories, I feel like the I don't, I don't know if there's a, a gender breakdown on. I feel like definitely. Well, there here's here's the logic behind it. Um, so basically true crime is this thing that, all right. So I, for one, went to the, uh, the live show of, um, my favorite murder at the King's theater and the entire theater was basically like women screaming, like stay sexy and don't get murdered. And it was amazing. I mean, it was incredible. Like everyone in unison doing that was a vibe, (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> um yeah rituals <laughs> thou shalt stay sexy and not become murdered <laughs> um but you know it's like the audience is clearly majority female and it's this sort of thing of like oh well women use this gendered violence as a way to not think about like larger issues that are going on societally that would like actually put you in these situations like and it's just instead it's like oh well men are just terrible and they'll kill you um and then you like work out how they do it and it's all very salacious but chances are you're probably going to have like a worse time with capitalism um and then the other thing is like you know dudes are all like oh yeah but like dude i've been studying the cia so hard and like i know all about war and i know about what's really going on man (laughs) and like and they're gonna get you, dude, because they can't be like, "Oh, a man is gonna kill me." <laughs> I've been researching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, that that like a uh, true car- true crime is feminist type thing. It's like, yeah, okay, but then it it gets to being like, uh, I don't know. If I was murdered in like a really gruesome way, I don't know if I would want people to listen to that. And it, it's kind of like there is um. What's his, was it Michael Haneke, it might have been, who was asked about um, uh, the Holocaust stuff, about Schindler's List, and he went on about how awful it is to make that entertainment. 
and then uh, you know and how you just you know never do that and then the camera zooms out and there's like judd apatow and like or, and like some you know other idiot and they're like yeah i mean i thought it was like a fine mo- or like whatever you know just thinking about consuming someone else's you know worst tragedy ever sorry to describe another meme in detail <laughs> and ruin it the french press <laughs> but yeah i wouldn't want like someone listening to my gruesome murder while i'm like while they're like doing their makeup in the morning yeah yeah you know, it's some that you know that i mean i have I, consent I, I guess super into svu and i feel like that was the like before podcasts were super huge right it was svu yeah, and yeah, I watched yeah. it as a teen, and then eventually I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm just watching stuff well, about there's... Like, teens getting raped." Like, all right, I'm done. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of different now, actually. Though, like a lot of the language around, um, like centering the victim and talking about their stories, and actually, like the the feminist angle of it is is that. Um, at the time, you know, maybe if you in the seventies, oh my god, like, let's start at the seventies. It was like, you Julia know, that was the time where if a woman got murdered, she deserved it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was just, and now you know, it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh well, these are people who did absolutely nothing wrong, who mm-hmm. were, um, you know, victimized by other people who did not have the mental health counseling or the kind of like you know um societal safety net not to go fucking crazy mm-hmm. so let's look at what we're doing holistically instead of making it into entertainment it's more like yeah. there's a big mental health crossover that's good yeah no, yeah that's definitely better than uh, yeah that makes a lot more sense than like- yeah at the same time it um i think stuff like svu um it like will uh, is of course appealing to like the societal reinforcement that we need cops and that it it just and this is the only way and like um and and perhaps some of these more feminist minded shows would it would be interesting if they could research like alt- police alternatives and restorative justice and like other ways of like th- like oh, i yeah. would love like a it i would love it to, to get like out completely out of the realm of liberal feminism and into the realm of socialist feminism would be neat would be a a neat trajectory yeah if that happens yeah well it's been i mean it's been kind of interesting like the the entire past year like my favorite murder has been covering murders like by cops and stuff and like racialized murder and you know it's pretty cool for like a mainstream thing yeah yeah that is and i feel like the they could the same way as uh you know svu could in another universe be about restorative justice like these podcasts because of the production can be about restorative justice they're, they're not beholden to nbc which is cool because i i and i often don't give them enough credit like i you know i'm i just assume that they're going to be you know that type of yeah, I mean, I think there also was kind of a history of podcasts that, like, were very clear about the uh, ineptitude of police in, like, solving murders. So, like, the uh, 
like cereal and then undisclosed which i think was right after it that was cereal part two it's a great one i listened to called in the dark about the yes police yes that's a big oh yeah yeah. Um, so good um but yeah i mean so i just had to look it up but like yeah the golden state killer was a police officer (laughs) and there the two Within the past year, there was this cops podcast. I think it might just be called Cops. That's about the new. There's a new version of Cops that's like even worse because it's actually oh, yeah, live yeah, PD. Yeah. The other one, it's like behind the police. It's like Robert Evans tracking literally the pipeline from the KKK to the yeah. police. And I don't know. I because also like a part of it is that. The content I consume and, you know, like Adam Curtis type stuff, it is making entertainment from horrible things and, you know, history, which is not really different. Um, But within podcasts, I've been noticing truly a dichotomy between these like shiny produced, you know, Spotify, whatever, and, you know... (laughs) <laughs> like <Ones>. us <laughs> the good ones trust the good us ones. yeah really I mean I listen I like to uh, you know I like uh, some people that get paid to, to do podcasts but just but how- we see them get, running into some snafus yeah. right Darcy what, oh the- some snafus are happening yeah I don't know do you, do you want to speak on that a bit I don't know there's gim- the oh, gimlet speak thing speak on it oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, a uh, summary. Uh, bon Appetit had that huge uh, race, or has that huge racism issue for a while, and that kind of came to attention last year. Uh, Gimlet is like a pod, if you know, it's like, you know, a podcast little company that a couple years ago, Spotify bought. Um, Spotify owned by Facebook. And, uh, you know, Gimlet had some shows under the umbrella, I believe The Nod. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, and what came out, so uh, Reply All is their biggest, you know, flagship thing, and it's about the internet. It's these two guys, uh, PJ and Alex, that uh, they dissect the internet, and they have these, like, little features where people guess about the internet, and, like, you know, whatever. Um, like they My mom is on of- an episode of Reply All. What? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. She thought oh. she she thought she bought Bitcoin, but she never did. And I I <laughs> I tried to tell her I don't think you ever did. That's <laughs> like so cute. It's <laughs> so cute. It's a beautiful, uplifting story. <laughs> there are some like it's not like not a bad podcast often, but it does get into these like you know guilty white men type thing or like white men who think that they can you know this cis white men who think that they can of you know a certain class that think that they can dissect anything on the internet that it's for them that type of you know thing um i mean i've been friendly with a lot of people in the social circle and in that world i know it's it's not a bad podcast but it, it came out and uh that with the unionization unionization efforts at gimlet that the reply all uh the whole team was like pretty anti-union especially the producers mm-hmm. and like sense. um it kind of suspiciously aligns to when like spotify was gonna buy gimlet and so potentially there was some sort of like monetary gain uh that i that i suspect is a situation um 
And as that, and so it really came because they did this feature on Bon Appetit Kitchen, and um, what's his name, Eric Edel? I should look it up. I uh, did this thread about um, just you know how awful it feels to see this 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 company that that essentially um, the the union like the most of the people in the unionization were like people of color, black people. And how they were undermined and attacked, and the union, the like, truly an anti-union movement against them. And now there's this, you know, like, uh, podcast series that attempts to translate this. You know, when it's a, a, an environment that mirrors it. And I didn't listen. Uh, I knew it would stress me out. And the the apparently the person <laughs> does some like inner inner like soul seeking sruthy. And it's like, it still ends up, you know, being, con it's like, oh, but she realizes that she was on the wrong side, but she comes to the, and it's like, oh, fuck off. Dramatizing, like, not, like a yeah, bourgeois like, fucking, like, I don't know, like, oh, what side am I on? Tour pre <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, I th and then in Eric's big thread was like, she emailed me. Uh, no apology, but probably to be interviewed for this series. And so um, following that, um, you know, some people expressed a lot of, it was, you know, surprising for these, you know, bro liberals to, you know. <laughs> and uh, so PJ vote stepped down from Reply All. Sruthi apologized. And then the, the discourse I saw about that was that um, PJ had more power if he remained on Reply All, but just pivoted his allegiance to the union. And by removing himself, mm -hmm. he just gave gives up his you know the power of that. Um, yeah, uh, it's not surprising so though because they fucked over Starly Kine. Like that's exactly how oh! you and I talked about that mm -hmm. when it happened. Wait, I, okay, I, I literally just pulled yeah. up Mystery Show because I was like, Dirt I'm ready up. to go. I'm going to talk about was... and TLDR. <laughs> they fucked over that other. Family. Wait, I didn't know this. Yeah, they fucked the, over, that was like, like these before two... Reply All. Yeah. yeah there was another show really called like TLDR that they did, and there was sorry. Okay, you should talk no, no, about. No, 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 you go Mystery. ahead. Okay, I, so I don't have they, it, up. it was like an episode about um, shit. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's basically this guy who's like a self-appointed like coach for women in Silicon Valley, and so that you know this mm. this female producer does this. Uh, oh, I know her name is Amelia Greenheart, I think, and. She did this show uh, talking about it, and then they didn't ask him for comment before they published it. And he, like, basically, like, really made, uh, I guess, the, the producer's life hell, like, tried to flag on Facebook, like, really, really got offended. And they basically forced her to then interview him where he's, like, berating her for, like... How dare you, you know, like just doing exactly the shit that they had been talking about. And then, uh, and then she had, she resigned, you know. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. And then they made Reply All because that was like, I thought that, uh, she made TLDR, but I think actually that was also a PJ and Alex project, but. Wait, was, was that, tainted. was that before Reply All started? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I was also surprised at this whole thing because, you know, this war like the media world which even you know there's like the msnbc media world but then there's these like you know insufferable brooklyn media things of which i am you know loosely affiliate or just affiliated with 
And I thought that everyone had this like moment in, you know, 2017, 20, from like 2015 on 2014, or, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter, Trump, all this, you know, all this like horrible bullshit happening. Like to be anti union in like 2017 is like beyond. Like I could understand if you weren't exposed to it, if it's like a new concept <laughs> or whatever. But like when unions are popping up all the, and you're, it's like, what is happening? And, you know. No, it's just, it's, it's class manifesting and it's like oh, yeah. it, manifesting in, in young people, which is like rarer for us, but does happen. Um, and like, and it also, it, to me, is an extension of the like, um, like, because like the, the blogs that we liked that came up to, into pro, prom, prominence, like, and was actually starting to get somewhere like maybe unionizing after like massive disruption, uh, like, you know, were bought out by private equity and like sis systematically dismantled. And like, uh, there's a clear project to like, you know, um, center stuff like fucking like reactionary shit, like Barstool to, I think, you know, further a nationalist project. And maybe that's, maybe that's conspiracy theory, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's I think it's just happening. <laughs> it seems pretty clear. <laughs> I think it's just a, a lining of interests. Yes, yeah. There's an aligning of interests that that just happened to further of a, a, a certain nationalist project, and uh, I think that it's like now it's starting to happen with podcasts because you see you can follow it with the Obamas wherever they're getting involved, and they're getting involved in <laughs> and, and and the Clintons and like fucking any you know these po politicians are getting podcasts now. They they see that this is like an influential a place where where people get um news and opinion and so they need a piece of that too uh, of course and that's been happening forever but like you know now of course like it's 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 going to happen like all the same shit that we went through with like blogs and like trying to unionize the blogs or whatever is just gonna mm, happen in yeah. in all of these other media spaces <laughs> yeah i wrote about that for the outline that's last right year, a bit um R.I.P. The Outline, another <laughs> right. victim of just waking up and this website's gone. Um, which I don't even really understand how websites make money. But yeah, how uh, that whole push, uh, you know, just the ads and the stuff like the the heroin, the the heroin epidemic, opium epidemic podcast uh, advertising. What is like HelloFresh? And it's like, you know. When you're mourning, the last thing you want to—the last thing you want to think about—is making dinner with HelloFresh. Actually, I think I saw a, a clip of like Mark Maron's oh podcast God. where he literally does that. I don't know how. I assume it's like a bit or whatever, where he's talking about the Capitol and he's like, you know, it's so scary. You don't. There's no. There's nothing to hold on to. You don't know what to believe in, and then suddenly you're rushing the Capitol. No one feels safe anymore, which is why I use. <laughs> Sorry, it was like the 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 safe. No, it was the uh, super safe. Oh some safe. Some oh safe yeah, thing. The, all the, those get advertised on podcasts, like especially true. Not not like my favorite murder, probably, Simply but like safe. there's like a lot of other true crime ones. Like there was one I listened to a little of called Sword and Shield, which is a reactionary podcast. Straight up, it is. <laughs> like like I I. I, I think I listened to it because one they, were, they covered one um, it, 
in Poughkeepsie where some of my friends grew up and I was like, oh, I don't know anything about this. But it was it's it's so bad. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Hey homie is Yo, you gotta go. Sorry, I'm gonna oh. I gotta peace out. Yeah. Peace uh, peace everybody out, uh check out constructing the real dot com in class. And everyone join Lucia's <laughs> school. Go to school. Go to, oh, yeah, go to school. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Join constructing the real. I hate Zoom school. I if it was meeting like, originally it was supposed to meet in Manhattan. Um and I was planning Where on going. Gonna... I forget, like some annex of Bard or some shit wow. gave them space. That's so cool. Awesome. Reminds uh, me of that's so cool. Bruce High Quality. That's so. Yeah, anyone remember BHC? Yeah, it's a continuation of. Yeah, me and Legia both did Bruce. Oh, you too. I got the mug. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was using my Bruce bag. I, <laughs> I miss that. That was like such a formative space. What? That shit's so important. Free schools are so important. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yep. I live for a free school. I just, I just. I I have a hard time with 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 Zoom. Yeah, uh, same. I would say with a like the kind of color class because it's a um a, uh, a curricula I guess or it's it's a course that you just it was made in Bauhaus and then you do right. it. So it's like it's a little easier also because they're mostly based around flat images. Um, because it's just like more learning colors. But anyway. I also <clears throat> have difficulty just, uh, and not to bring it back to these fucking, like, TikTok teams, but, like, I think it's, it's all just a reaction to having to be on Zoom classes all day, and they just want to be somewhere else. They want to be, they want to be, and I agree with them, I also want to be somewhere else. I also want yes. to be in a different room than the three rooms in my apartment. Yeah, I'd love to learn in a room with other people. <laughs> Man, remember like the library? It's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so sick of Zoom, Google Hangout stuff. And I mean, for work, I'm in all these boring meetings that like don't really need to exist. And so that's why I've been truly uh, retreating like a caricature into the fiber arts of which my mother did and so i have that connection but otherwise i unfortunately it's cool now i don't know i just hate no i don't I, yeah I, I hope that it's i hope that it's never cool but anyway it's just so <laughs> nice to vibe out with some you know fabric yeah that's cool some yarn no i, I found my Curtis. i found my parallel my pilot parallel pen and so my like little now activity is just oh i'm just gonna practice calligraphy yeah. crap like for an hour <laughs> my friend was doing that she she would just send me like a letter yeah be like a g yeah, yeah. and it's like <laughs> oh, oh uh, dear darcy, darcy minimum, minimum. <laughs> love <laughs> but like a thing that i'm wondering and i know it's like this whole pandemic it's like people have been writing they're like oh i'm making bread whatever um, I do think it's, like, really nice to be uh, able to have, I don't know, it's just so bleak that we now have, like, we have been forced into hobbies because of uh, an incredible amount of death and destruction. Mm -hmm. And part of me is, like, still not, and I'm like, how much of this is consumption? Like, how much mm -hmm. of, like, learning a new skill is, like, being a good little consumer or like what can i 
you know, just those like horrible things about this, you know, economic system. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's inescapable. Like it's like this thing is like all things like are inescapable. It's like we're literally monetizing our our fun conversation right now. Like, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> it's like for the low no. price of free, <laughs> and for more on our Patreon, you can pretend. <laughs> like, like that's the worst thing. Like, 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 or, or it's not even the worst. It's just like I. It's what I can actually appreciate about social media is that it lays it all out in little numbers. It's like these little numbers are are monetizable in different ways depending on which number you got. <laughs> I will say right that anyone listening to this, I'm not your parasocial relationship. I'm your friend. Don't worry about it. If you like this show, you are my friend. Like that's the thing. Like I I agree. Like I really like um uh Shannon Strucci's uh uh youtube video about um parasocial relationship we, we talked about it on the podcast before um and i think the examples that they use like make like make sense like in this wider context how it's like ex it can be exploitative and fucked up um but i would also like a i would like a, another video about how it can be used good for good for you know yeah furthering the type of stuff that we like to further on this podcast and and i think it frankly it has like i you know doing this podcast over the years the amount of like organizers that like i've been able to connect and like talk with and like learn from and like build with um that's you know that started as a a parasocial bond that then like allowed people to reach me i mean similar to how like on social media um somebody like somebody will post a, a job and maybe i'll get the job and maybe we weren't that good of friends but once like i was like we're, we're, we're better friends now because yeah <laughs> you vouched for me and got me this job <laughs> and that and that's like not especially new like i it's, i don't know if it's technically parasocial but like I have a friend now and I grew up reading her column in like a zine. Like, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, I don't bring it up because it's a little bit creepy. You know? <laughs> it's a little creepy. But then also, I think back to when we used to occupy spaces and just like you used to see people at shows over and over. Right. Like, I right. have friends from the aughts where it's like, yeah, eventually we said hi. It was a yes. little awkward, but we had. It's more awkward to just be at another show with someone and not, you know. And so that like osmosis of social circles is cool, I believe. Um, yeah, it's part of like making making friends for real is like you know finding common interests through like, for, and and for me, it's always been like through stuff you you're putting out into the world, and you want people to respond to, and you want people to like for me i like criticism i like criticism of all types i just like to hear it i mean i i not that i'm i want to be like a person who uh is like seeking out negative criticism and getting sad about it but like just um rather like i have like a you know goal like i have a, i have like i believe in the cause of socialism and i want to further it so it's like that's that type of criticism is good because you you want to be a better organizer or whatever I don't know that like it's 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 but it gets mixed up when you're also an artist because it's like what the fuck yeah uh, i was i was having this conversation earlier today where like uh most of my job 
jobs for the past like 10 ish years have been in kind of like skilled labor. And like the better you get at the, those kinds of things, the more you're really shoved into the luxury market. And so my past two jobs were working in making like $10,000 lamps and and, and the person I was talking to about it is like, you just keep, like, you're not actually super forgetful, like, really, uh, like, lazy, can't come to work on, like, you just fundamentally don't think that that should exist. Like, if you're, mm-hmm. and, and the problem is like, you can't make enough money necessarily if you're working at a factory that's making lamps that cost a hundred dollars. And yeah, it's, it's a weird game. Artist and same, same for I am a social media editor and I feel similarly and have for years. Where like I and I go back and forth with it because my whole like a lot of good things has, have come out of social media, obviously. But I've gone through some true black pill social media shouldn't exist, definitely some websites shouldn't exist. Um, pushing out stuff on Facebook sucks, mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. what. Yeah, and like the social media editor's goal is to make it clickable. It's like mm-hmm. that's yeah. So I've gone through my little. What does right. it all mean? <laughs> like why am uh, I? Yeah, so- yeah. I I think another one to 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 visit like with with parasocial criticism type stuff is um like very early episode of Art and Labor we covered the Heat Destroyal essay, uh, the terror of total Dasein. Um, which kind of talks about this in, um, you know, as like social capital in the art world um, and like going to the opening Mm -hmm. and (laughs) being there and like how that's like a currency in in and of itself. Um. You gotta go, you gotta go to these lunches, the luncheons. It's not the luncheons, it's you gotta go to the right bar at the, the right time of the month. Yeah. <sighs> oh my god, it's so stupid. September. Oh, yeah, yeah, September. Big... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Truly, this year I've just been like, I need to buy land and live in a shack. No, no. <laughs> it sucks. But I know I can't. <laughs> we can't. We need. We'll, we'll. We'll. We will make these social bonds. It's all. You know, the the degree of to which it's it's more dangerous now to do it. Um, is is just a fact of life, but we just uh, still have to do it, uh, <laughs> and that's what that's kind of what gets me down. I'm just, I'm just like, I know we need to do like a shitload of outreach right now, but also I don't want to get the fucking disease, and uh, I also don't want to wait online for ten fucking hours to maybe get a vaccine. Um, yeah. <sighs> It's, I don't know your familiarity with it, but it appears as soon as you click, you click and there's a list of appointments. And by the time you click on the, like 4 PM, it's gone. Like, I don't understand why the government is making everyone play a computer game of fast clicking. Like, it's really like, can you click fast enough to stay alive? (laughs) No, you know, it's funny. I haven't even attempted because I'm... Yeah. Right? Like, and, uh, uh, but I was talking to my grandma yesterday and she's having this issue. And so you're making like 
people in their late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. I can only imagine the elder, yeah, elder people who are mm-hmm. doing this. I don't need a vaccine soon. So it's just my friends who right. like have their little qualifying things. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. At least in New York, they help the, they have a program to help the elderly through 311. But it's like, you know, your, your grandma's in Texas, the state that's uh, crumbling right yeah, now. Is, is, how, is it okay? Go, what's. Give us an update. How's going on? My family's Texas. fine. We have okay. like, you know, um, have power back now. My uncle, my uncle doesn't have water still. And that's the thing that's really fucking everything over right now because. Um, little like Texas geography tip. Uh, the, <laughs> we have like a really shallow layer of dirt and it's just like limestone. And so the pipes, water pipes and electrical lines are all above ground. So they're in your attic in your house. Yeah. I like got really upset this morning with that, uh, Twitter thread of just like people, people's houses collapsing because like you've never had to like, yeah. No. It's true. There, there's that one where you know it's going to collapse. It hasn't collapsed yet. And by yeah. the end of the TikTok, it has. Yeah, I felt weird retweeting that because, you know, but I just heard so much. And it's just like seeing the. Yeah, it's just like seeing it is so. You need to, to do that. I think um, it's, it's like. Truly I don't think, their houses. I don't like, think that people understand. Here, or even outside of Texas, because, you know, like, Missouri gets that kind of weather. Um, but, uh, like, like it took me so many years to, like, understand winter, cold, how to, like, <laughs> what shoes to buy. Like, I didn't understand what kind of materials my coat needed to be made out of. And, like, uh, yeah, even- And apply that to people's houses. That's why everybody's house, th- their pipes are freezing. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, it's also that, like, it would not surprise me if it's just also, like, total lack of regulation and everything has been built in the... Well, that is part of it, right? With the Texas water. Texas, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. It, that is insane to me that, I mean, Dallas doesn't have a boil advisory yet, but now you have, you have Fort Worth, which is basically Dallas part two, uh, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. So it's four out of the top 11 cities in the United States by population are under our boil advisory. God. And I, like, it, it's just super, super, like, 80s Soviet. I don't know. I have a friend who hasn't had power for two days in Houston. And, like, the reason that she's able to, like, kind of, she kind of knows what to do is because, like, she went to school in Chicago, so she at least understands to, like, you know, put towels on the doors. It's like, like towels. Like I, I've been telling everyone this, but like I remember so often in high school, you only need a coat for like maybe like three weeks out of the year, and so a lot of people you just like don't really have one, and so kids would come to school with towels or blankets on cold days, and it was just like, oh, that's weird, like, but whatever. It's not like a huge issue, but the so the like. The video that got me really upset that uh, was in that thread was the guy who was in his shower, in his bathroom with the, with the shower on, with like a ton of... ...clothes, and it was like, 
I mean, I would have done exactly the same thing, but it's like, he just, he just almost certainly is, is giving himself hypothermia yeah. as soon as oh, the hot water man. runs out. Uh, and, and it's that kind of thing where you like have no idea how like to navigate ice. I like, it took me years to just not like fall on my ass all the time. <laughs> like everything. No one, there's no fault in the road. There's just nothing. There's no woods at Walmart for fires. There's, oh my and, God. and Ted Cruz is yeah. like fucked off to Cancun, huh? Uh-huh. Cancun and and it's so it's so preventable um and like that's what i think about i feel like texas is a really good microcosm of the united states in that it's pretty unregulated and there's a lot of money going on and it's extremely undemocratic in like its population versus the politics of the state um and like, I, I just see this kind of thing is, like, New York, Andrew Cuomo wishes he could do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there is so much that, like, like they, they, they would just, like, love to say fuck you to everyone in, everyone in upstate New York. Like, mm-hmm. they would love to not have, uh, what's it, like, your radiator has to go on by, like, October something here, like... Mm-hmm. Like they, they would just jump at the chance to privatize everything they possibly could. Like they are trying, like they are doing in Texas. Um, that's how I feel about it. Um, my, my like parents got their power back. It's not as crazy, but there's still snow going on. So it's not over. Yet. It could happen again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking actually we can, uh, put some mutual aid links in the, yeah, we, we yeah. the description. And, I did see that there was some sort of random uh, thing that prevented this from happening, but there's something with the grid where it, it was gonna it was gonna be two or three months, just no power, no anything. Um, yeah, and, so, and, it, and Sarah brought up too, like that this like these types of like blackouts and brownouts like happen here in in New York too. Right? Like, yeah, like, we were talking about that uh, last Tuesday. Yeah, like we're. We were talking about it in AMV Club, which, you know, join AMV Club for anybody listening. Um, we're ta- and, uh, <laughs> I was also talking about uh, that I'm reading the Ministry of for the Future right now, which is mm-hmm. like the new Kim Stanley Robinson um, about like a ministry that's established after um, a huge heat wave in India kills 20 million people. Um, and uh, like like i was like it's kind of nice to you know to to see a, a possibility of like how something could happen and sarah sarah was like no it's actually more depressing because it's not going to happen like, oh my gosh like... that's unfortunately the thing is i really am against i was and i had a different conversation yesterday with people about um did you guys ever read deep adaptation it was this essay from that came out in like 2018 and there's a revised version now that I found um but it, it, it it's not that long uh it's basically like we have to like come to terms to accept that there is already a level of climate collapse that is completely unpreventable and when we 
as we ignore like climate change, we also are ignoring our ability to try and build cities that can withstand these kinds of things, like just basic kind of stuff. We're not preparing for the things that will be happening because we're still in this mindset mm-hmm. that like oh, well, we'll just, like, we'll fix it. And, like, you know, we'll be clean by 2050. It'll be fine. And, um, but it is really, really difficult to not get super doomer about it. And I think it's it's the responsibility of, like, especially socialists to, like, mm-hmm. well, to also be able to point out that, like, it's not just that this isn't going to get solved under capitalism it's like the the things that like organizing your workplace or organizing your entire industry that's going to give you wins before you know before socialism too it's like you you get a lot of bang for your buck with it and uh yeah but that it's it's like very difficult to to balance the tight rope of acknowledging and that was what was really interesting about deep adaptation because he was saying like people are not allowing themselves to mourn mm. the world that we're living. I, I think I faintly remember that. Yeah. Um, um, I think it is like considerably longer now with the 2020 version, but it's, it's worth a read. But. Yeah. I think that's a huge, that's a, a huge point. Like, like they're, they're already prepping us for pandemic world to be forever. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they will not allow a period of mourning because like they're already busting out the like, you know, um, get used to yeah. coronaviruses, like get, you know, and, and like there's nothing the we can do. Away. Yeah, like the, uh, and- The South African variants here. Yeah, well, it, it's just funny, like, because they have to, more and more they have to um, reconcile uh, how China has, um, uh, they're through rigorous lockdowns and, like, the ability yeah. to build um, public infrastructure and provide public, um, like, completely universal public, uh, like, protections um, to that infrastructure uh has can stem pandemics and we can't and so that's just going to keep being more clear if they keep uh, allowing um uh worse strains of the virus to get out of control and that i saw this really i can't believe i'm saying i saw this really upsetting tweet this week um (laughs) you know by like a dime square type person it's like I'm I'm giving up on like I had COVID. It was fine. I'm giving up on this, and it, it could uh, like courting attention, courting you know some type of reaction. And then it was like the government, it, like we need to give up on the government saving us. The government has made it clear, and it's like yeah, they, like I, absolutely the government wants us dead. Mm. But that does, I don't know. I just feel like, and I think that I'm repeating myself, but like the split of the government won't protect us, so we keep us safe. Versus the government won't protect us, so like let's just vibe. Like, yeah, <laughs> which is so fucked up. It's, no, I'm glad. I'm glad true. you brought this up because, like, yeah, I was thinking about this as, as far as like the 
the Brooklyn podcast scene is is they're so reflexively anti restorative justice, so reflexively mm-hmm. anti mutual aid to a degree. Like An I'm anti mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I'm like, yeah, I, I I get like I I um like. I, again, I, I think criticism is important and like I have a lot of criticisms of mutual aid, mm-hmm. um, but like the the complete like um, too cool reflexive um, attitude that a lot of like these types of people have always had um, it is like so grating and like it, and just indulges in like the most like um, to me like uh, it's indulging in a nihilism and, yeah. and, and, a, and a need that they want to just completely obliterate themselves and like, and with everyone watching them also. And I'm just sort of like, gross, like and get like, over monetizing yourself. That. And like, yeah. that's another form of monetizing. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and like never recognize that because they're far too ironic and detached uh, to ever like just say that's what it is, but that's, that's what it is. I, this is an emotional reaction, but I did not get goosebumps reading zines in Blue Stocking for irony and detachment to be cool. Again. I was cringy forever. Yeah, everyone knows this is a zine pro- and I cried. You're in uh, the right place. This is yeah, a pro cringe oh. podcast, of course. Um, extremely oh. pro cringe. Oh, but that oh, I loved that cringe episode so much. Oh, it's uh, a gold standard episode from IMO. It's we should uh, revisit these things, like maybe flesh this out a bit more because, like, this is always something I've been critical of. Of this, I call them Vice Two. Yeah. Um, people who it's it's Vice, it's the Vice attitude, but they they monetize it individually mm-hmm. um, instead of like having to. Uh, be part of Vice. Or well, it was yeah. even that uh, there was that tweet that's like the it's the something awful forums. Uh, yes, I'm obsessed so. with this tweet. I'm obsessed. Like, and I, 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 wait, what is what was the tweet? The I'm tweet obsessed with this like tweet. The because you know how you'll get like end good that ending bad ending. Yeah, in games. how it started it's the like the <laughs> the neutral ending of being on something awful forums is you write for vice the the bad <laughs> ending is you're a nazi and the good ending is you're trans <laughs> <laughs> accurate i did hear that someone wrote a book on something awful which I meant to check out, oh, but I whoa. forgot. Right? You know, but I got excited for uh, Kill All Normies, and then when I was reading it, I was like, she's literally not researching. Ooh. Like, she yeah, was no. just saying things that I was like, I know that that's what these guys told you, but then you didn't look it up. I was excited for Kill All Normies. I read the beginning of it, and then I was like, something seems fishy, and then I looked on the internet, and everyone was like, no, pull the plug. And she's, and, you know, and she's proven herself to be a reactionary. Yes. She sucks. Totally. Um, sorry, starting beef, Angela Nagel. <laughs> Coming out swinging. <laughs> oh, no. We've been, we've been anti. Yeah. Oh, no. I, yeah. Me, me personally implicated. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, in the fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, killing uh, the book. Yeah. I no, it's fuck. It's, it's, they're, yeah, it's, it's, we're talking about, yeah, all the same people yeah. like they they think by embracing this that they could maybe reach 
this section and they they get they i think what they i think they assign uh reactionaries with um more power than they have like i think in a lot of their minds they've like cemented this internet reactionary is akin to um like white working class trump supporters um in, they, really as a mass or something <laughs> it's like i'm i'm of course sympathetic like i've said this on the podcast i think before but like of course we need to reach trump supporters like of course the the that is the left needs to reach like he got the second most votes of any presidential candidate ever but it's like a total mistake to attribute the their ideology as like akin to like um reddit incels like they're not all the same like so sure there's yeah. some overlap but those, those like you go outside them. go outside talk yeah. to people like i know it's hard to go outside right now but and it's talk a to people thing where like uh it's i mean especially those low information trump supporters they're not it's not that hard guys <laughs> like <laughs> so, uh, you can get them like yeah when you do campaign i've said this too when you do campaign calls you can get them like it's yeah. you know you can totally get them and i think it, even like some of them can recognize that but then they fall right back into these patterns anyway because exactly, like yeah like i'm yeah. saying they're really into like self-obliteration like i'm like uh, it, it it reminds me of you, you know a drug addiction or something and of course if people talk about mm -hmm. like twitter is, as an yeah. addiction oh yeah and shit i mean like i would that. say I mean, the cult stuff, totally, I think it's applicable. I wondered how much, while well, I was watching Adam Curtis, I was wondering if it would convert some people to like, because he does, he agrees. He's like, these, uh, the oligarchs that you've seen, they're real. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you're not getting, so I'm wondering. About yeah, that. yeah. I'm wondering who it reaches. I was wondering yeah. that with, with, with my initial thoughts about Curtis too, is like, if, is it going to reach the type of like people into nationalism um and and yeah the thing is like it airs on the bbc and 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 that's a that's a pretty wide reach for england but like all mm -hmm. the people in america who like it it's like um it's on i guess it's online people so maybe it's good that they're seeing yeah. it i don't know I mean, I could see, like, hey, there's this really long YouTube, there's, these, yeah. there's this guy that makes these really long YouTube documentaries about history. Yeah. That connect yeah. everything kind of, like, that I could see them getting. The original bread tuber, Adam Curtis. Yeah. But also, like, there's so many long YouTube videos about right-wing conspiracies where it's like, if they just accidentally went to an Adam Curtis one, how long would it take them to realize? Well, so this is the other thing that I feel like no one wants to, I mean, it's not that no one wants to say it, but no one wants to believe it. Like, mm -hmm. the, like YouTube and Twitter have Nazis working for them. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. There yes. is, like, this black box algorithm. It's like, it doesn't just happen out of, like, thin air. Like, there's people creating it and, like, putting these forward. And you're right. Like, I watched I watched the Century of the Self on YouTube in like 2011. It broke my brain, but like, it didn't come to me. And I'm like, I've been uh, like a very hardcore YouTube user for a long time. And uh, uh, like, I don't think that that information is getting to them. It's just more mm. like reality shifting 
cue uh no you're absolutely right like the the there are there are nazis working for the big tech companies there are nazis working for the state department sometimes they're one in the same and yeah and that's me sounding conspiracy brain but like yeah like but um, you're right. I'm right. But <laughs> I'm fucking right. And so was Nassim Sabs. Joking parody. We got to look at the National Guard to see if we let in the Nazis. And they were like, oh, we let in the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And and then there's there's other, there's like the other side of like um, people working for big tech and also working for the State Department that are more liberal-minded that, like, I think have a project of reforming, quote-unquote, the FBI right now. Yes. I think that's, absolutely. like, a big yeah. liberal project. Um, I'm Some conservatives, too, but, like, um, most conservatives are interesting and more interested in furthering a nationalist, um, uh, jingoist, you know, and say, like, I mean, liberals are, too. They're all the same. Conservatives, when I say conservatives, I mean the right wing end of the neoliberals, because that's like what they are. <laughs> I, I mean, I had no hope in the government and America, but just sorry to get a little lib, but the way that they completely erase talk of the $2,000 checks and then even <laughs> erase the $1,400 checks, amazing. I am astounded at how it's amazing. It, so I. I thought, like, this was a, a conversation, maybe we had it on here, but, like, as, as far as I was, like, watching the insurrection on the 6th, um, very soon after, I was like, oh, this means that they, they, Democrats can do whatever they want now. Like, it absolutely doesn't matter, because they're going to be like, oh, who do you want, who do you want in power? The insurrectionists. Uh, and it's how like, do you yeah, fumble no. that ball and, and so i don't think that i don't think they would have even lowered it to 1400 if the insurrection hadn't happened oh, um yeah. there yeah. it's just pure rat fuckery yeah I, I also got a little and i i really dislike on uh twitter when people are like all oh, these fucking libs because it's like yeah these fucking libs but also i feel like we rely too much on these identities uh to differentiate you know you know, to dunk on these well, yeah. whatever, and it, you know, you know, probably isn't, uh, probably doesn't want to. Uh, it's probably not great for recruitment. But uh, I was astounded. Like I once again, no hope in the government, but was just astounded at the acquittal of the impeachment. I know impeachment's like boring or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, that was hopeless. But it's just like. The, truly the way they ghoulishly don't care about anything else besides their vacation. They don't care about setting a precedent. They don't care about what happened. I, I gotta, I gotta say, <laughs> they even, I'm, sh I, they, yeah, I'm impressed. They, they blew me away. <laughs> make sure that now, uh, if you've been impeached twice, you can't be buried with all the other presidents. Wow. Oh, real? I didn't hear that. Wow. In the special graveyard. A real material win for the people, for sure. Yeah, just, well, mm -hmm. two, not one. Just. So now, every January, when another terrible president does. I did see this meme, you probably saw it, about Jimmy Carter with his, like, face busted open. 
it was like, uh, this is Jimmy. And it was a picture of Jimmy Carter. And he had this huge bruise on his face. And it was like, uh, Jimmy Carter had like a heart attack last year. He did whatever. And then he fell in his home and he needed 18 stitches. He still showed up on Monday to help build houses for Habitat for Humanity. Um, you know, you know that stuff. And then the quote tweet was, Jimmy Carter knows that what you do as president, you have you have to atone for the rest yes, of your exactly. life. <laughs> <laughs> that was like honestly oh and God. I I you know, one of the many reasons I felt so cheated. I was like super Obama uh brained in two thousand eight and and I was like, Oh, it's it's fine. He's just gonna be like Jimmy Carter. He's not gonna have another yeah. turn and like Big Carter, uh, wow. same sun and moon sign as me. Ooh, wait, and what is that? Oh, it's bad. I don't want to say it. Okay, so, no. It's also Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you don't want to say it? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did want to say, lastly, on the, the um, socially conservative socialist type people, my most charitable read of them is that they are f doing the same type of like sort of infiltration projects that like left media people are doing in um in liberal institutions um but for conservative institutions and like meaning like media outlets and um you know uh fucking like like it's stupid i i don't i don't necessarily agree and endorse i don't endorse this tactic this is just another like sort of read i have on it is like perhaps it's good to have fuckers like glenn greenwald and matt taibbi to like be placating these uh you know f far right um psychos that are starting to get like big media ventures um that do reach a sizable audience like i i i am sympathetic to like putting yes putting like you know like bernie on um fox was a great idea and good throughout i was never one of the like fuck don't do that um which is just completely baffling to me but like that's that's my charitable read i still think that um the opinions being furthered are like uh reactionary weird and uh like total drama queen bullshit but i don't know yeah and i think it's also like you're allowed to just say like only when it's being said in certain ways and only when it's certain ideas that like a glenn green glenn greenwald is is presenting like <laughs> right. you know fine but i mean like politics gets real easy once you decide like i'd rather i'd like to win Right. So let's just do the things that would um, help us win and yeah, not do the things and that wouldn't help us let's, win. Let's uh, throw trans people under the bus because it's too politically inconvenient. It's too hard. It's really not. It's really not that fucking hard. Like it's not. I don't. I can't have like I can't have him on Fox saying that. But if he's saying, you know, fuck Ted Cruz, yes, aligning yeah. and nice. <laughs> And the it just but like but Glenn Greenwald should like get like uh uh he should be let loose in a paintball studio. I think he should be dropped <laughs> off at a high school and just get beat up by 
<laughs> Imagine teens <laughs> just like letting loose on this nerd. That would be a high school. Like, and it's scary when they get out. In normal times, damn, let me make fun of you. That's true. Like, I always like, literally... like, like, whenever I'd be out at three, I'm like, I'm about to like get my shit ripped. <laughs> yeah, my friend, like, uh, like, before this pandemic, just had her Instagram story with close friends, and she was like, I love living near a high school, and it was all these boys just beating each other up. <laughs> she clarified, she was like, everyone was fine. It was consensual. <laughs> they were just, like, you know, I just don't down. want to be made fun of. But yeah. also, I, think it, it, <laughs> I got going. in trouble, actually. I, oh. was like, <laughs> I got in trouble when I was working. Like, one of my first jobs, we were, like, mentoring, like, sixth graders in high school. And, like, this, like, little 11-year-old girl, you know, like, four foot eight, like, comes up. And she's like, look, you know, I got to fight this girl over <laughs> this thing. And I was like, I and I got in trouble because they were like, you can't, you have, it, you can't shrug. You have to say <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but, like, sometimes... She, she had a good point. I mean, the thing is, like, sometimes it just, like, actually solves the problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, like, maybe just getting, like... I mean, it's also, like, how much damage can, like, little sixth graders do yeah. to each other? And and maybe that would prevent one from, like, trying to, to leak the other's, like, 12-year-old nudes or something. Ugh. Like there's there's worse things than there are worse things than yeah than just a small fight yeah with rules yeah like there should be rules but Malcolm Harris probably goes into that in kids these days it seems like something that book would talk about but I haven't read it yet Um, I'm too scared we we, we're going off the rails and we should (laughs) wrap up yeah Um, wait can I say one more thing about Vice go ahead yes is that let's let's talk I there. You know, everyone hates neoliberalism because it sucks, but this, like, and, like, girl bossism, whatever. Um, but it's just really rich that that whole group will, you know, crucify girl, like, rightfully that, but then also completely do the same stuff for their um, <laughs> their internet personality type of stuff and choose when they're entertainers and then choose when they're political commentaries and just this, like, mm-hmm. pick and choose lifestyleism um that you know of of course yeah that's like the the yeah the biggest thing is like the constant policing of like you're monetizing your trauma um to be a girl boss or something this isn't this isn't a call out or like a fucking um i can't go to work because uh my abuser is my boss um that that isn't like uh, part of the equation at all. Instead, it's all about clout and. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like when I do skincare, it's not consumerist. Yeah, <laughs> and like there is a one. There's like a tweet about Fika Twigs when she first came out about Shia LaBeouf that was saying that she's doing it for clout, and it's like she is a legitimate celebrity. She like clout is a term. It is not the term, and it is not. I mean, obviously, the things we've we've always been saying about this, which is, like, you don't get famous off of abuse allegations and stuff like that, but it's also just, like, a complete misreading of the situation. Maybe it, maybe it's just the same misreading. It was just really strange that they think that the, these, like, jockeying for clout when it's, like, these people... Well, yeah, and they're, they're putting followers. it into the, the realm of the individual. They're, yeah. they're turning it into it and admonishing 
um, individuals for participating in this action. And it's like, okay, that's not, um, that's not a, a Marxist analysis. You think, like this is, uh, you think this is some sort of Marxist analysis. It's fucking not. Like, the, the, like, I get the critique of, like, the magazine itself pro- is profiting off of this yes. story. That is what magazines do. And, like, it is gauche and fucked up to, like, have all these, like, these spreads of her with all of the, like, clothing labels, like, mm-hmm. that say, like, this is what she's wearing and this is how much it costs. Like, alongside this serious thing. Like, we can talk about how, like, these outlets are like fundamentally fucked up. We've always had that conversation about gossip rags and like the exploitation of people's suffering in media. That's real. That is a larger societal issue. Or the the reply all version of like, we are, we are giving, we're giving them the microphone and you're not giving them the microphone. You're editing them down into your, perspective of it which is kind of also like some hbo shows Um, right yeah and also the 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 fica twig spread it's like literally that group of people like yes they do those like if given the chance they would do those exact same spreads um and, and they have yes done the spread with exactly. the cut you know, like, like, i'm like the fuck? i try not to keep up with them no no this was yeah. years ago like i've i've stopped like paying attention because i don't want to like feed the negative energy or the the negative attention mm-hmm. economy because you know yeah like i'm t- i've done my i've said my piece it's on the record i'm good <laughs> i don't need to like keep revisiting this um but yeah like it, there's there is no difference like you can say there's a difference in size of the audiences in in some cases like um but like where's the line then like and you know uh fucking um just like just because it's independent on patreon then it's fine like when is it fine and also like what is what is the uh, what what is what are people supposed to do in these situations like like i agree that like the me too movement was uh uh co-opted and absorbed by like you know hollywood liberals liberal establishment democratic party monsters just ghouls um but uh the the critique isn't then to say throw it away don't mm-hmm. talk about this shit anymore the it becomes uh this needs to be adapted into unionization efforts clearly yeah and um and because or else it'll get absorbed elsewhere similar and i want to go back to what sarah said about like it's it's not consumerist when i do skincare (laughs) this is similarly with trans issues like a lot of them are reactionary about trans people and it's and it stems from the sort of like you know paglia like uh, oh, it's, you know, it's fine when I, I'm an iconoclast, but like everyone else, it's consumerist or something. It's, it, yeah. It's, it's also yeah. just like a no. like total misreading of like, again, that white working class attitude that you're constantly trying to uh, guess at because it's also like they're wrong. Like even uh, everyone's a freak. And a lot of yeah. times mm-hmm. the, the criticism comes down to like you're you're being cringe right now. 
But you're not special. You're, you're just like the aesthetics of it. Exactly. And also yeah. similar to the Me Too thing, it's like who dunks on mutual aid? Like the like the we've discussed the problems with mutual aid of when judges will rely on cash bail stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that is an issue. And it's also in the Adam Curtis thing of like live aid where it's like right. people realize they realize that they would rather give their money to save other people's lives than have them die. And then people will just stop using tax dollars to say anyway, but that, mm-hmm. and it's like the, the like, we don't throw out mutual aid because of that. We make it, we learn from it and make it better. Like maybe it's just like some doomer part of them or like cynicism or they're just too tired to care. But right. I mean, it's the same analysis. I keep giving it. It's like a, I think it's, they want to uh, just obliterate themselves. I think they don't want to feel responsible for other people um which is like i think a big part of socialist like, why organizing so- why do you say you're a socialist <laughs> um i mean it's understandable i'll say that it's understandable because it's it's because people are annoying because yeah. people are annoying yeah, I totally <laughs> yeah. um i i think it's like the what i i mean i think it's probably the same criticism everybody has here which is that like there is sometimes conversation as though we're just going to like, if we just make enough mutual aids, that will count as dual power or something. And like, that's, that's not going to happen. But like, there's just people driving around Austin right now, like trying to find unhoused people so that they can get them in a hotel. Yeah. And if you can tie that to a a furthering a political project, you're fucking golden. If you you could get, like, all of the people who were working on the Texas power grid, like, it gets nationalized. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I have this scheme. I have this scheme. I I think that everything, if just, like, uh, what is it, like, a month ago, before Pelosi was voted in, if the squad demanded that the floor take a take a vote take a floor vote for medicare for all be on easy street no one yes. else is saying this. the this magic bullet my, this is just my scheme that i've thought of the, have, have nobody tried this one magic bullet that if we all just do this one magic socialism bullet, will work that's uh, how you build power no this is funny yeah because in the i, I do sh- shout out the discord if people want to join the uh, Discord, Kevin, friend of the show, is uh, brought to my attention. Cause I, I, I do like to morbidly follow these people sometimes, but I have been giving myself a break. So Matt Taibbi wrote a a, a new piece about um, uh, the Frankfurt School and like uh, like cultural Marxism, and like was literally retweeted oh. by Steven Pinker, <laughs> like, a, ah! like fucking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, it's about like Marcuse, who I actually haven't read. I've read a lot of Frankfurt School. I have not really like like that's the thing. Like he in it, he says like Marcuse is like the the most influential of the Frankfurt School, and I'm like I disagree. Um, (laughs) You know, and the thing is, like, there is this. um, It's it's like the exact same mistake that so ostensibly people who called themselves socialists and communists made in the 20th century where you like you you completely reject these like marginalized 
groups. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why they're getting co-opted because at least somebody is saying, we want to help you, you know, like. Exactly. It, it literally Roe from Roe versus Wade. Like literally Jane Roe, whatever. Roe, yeah, she was like, oh yeah, I let them I let them use my case because they listened to me. And then they stopped listening to me, so now I'm a conservative. <laughs> yeah. Or just like they, they kicked out all of the all the gay yeah. people in the Communist Party in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, and then like what the fuck Yeah. I, I do wonder <laughs> yeah. though about uh the that trend of reactionary conservative socialism in Biden years, because like I can't imagine it being like the bread and butter of it is edgy and cool. Like I can't imagine it. But like I'm probably wrong. Like they're probably their careers are probably gonna explode. Um, into in a good way like unfortunately like Andrew Sullivan you know has only done, like these people like the worst people um, but they'll get yeah. the conservative money like I'm saying like they will get they will oh, try yeah. to do what like other people tried to do with Bernie which is like run a not Democrat as the uh, a major Democratic nominee they'll try to do it in the Republican Party um and i mm. uh, yeah uh, i don't i think it it i think it'll backfire i think it is uh potentially detrimental to uh unity um of like you know of the actual working class which is um not majority white um and, and like and and you can see that like trump is like gaining numbers of uh, non-white people, but not uh, significantly enough for this to be a a popular front position. It'll instead be a nationalist mm. position uh, and dangerous. Therefore, uh, I don't know. For, for the most part, in my opinion, um, it'll only end that way. But like you know, sometimes uh, nationalism will bring us a, a big, I don't know, WPA program. <laughs> like maybe no, like, no, I, don't no, know, no. I don't know no, no. not this time around not this time no Different start time a victory this time. garden Rana was he a socialist or an anarchist that's bad uh <laughs> devs yeah. I'm a dumbass um <laughs> gotta like we just gotta <laughs> yeah we've call never, me we've never had the like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever had the like kind of European style anarchist that actually like had some sort of party formation, right? In the United in the United States, ever? Uh, Certainly not in a hundred years. I don't think so. But I could be. I believe that the no, I like, believe that the Haymarket the, like, ate. The they were anarchists. They were anarchists. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I made a zine about it. I made a zine about it last year. They were anarchists. So they were around. So they were around. Um, but I don't were think they a party though. I don't think I don't that think they were. That they were yeah, it was, yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was it was like before before things really got really got it started it started the labor, the labor movement, movement. So, so things were still, still a little like, like kind of loosey goosey. Um, it's just it's not like it was in Europe, but maybe I don't not at that time now. Yeah, but all right now I gotta fucking look. Whatever we're just. We're just spitting at the at the end here. Everybody, yeah. uh, this is come long. watch the Wonder Egg Priority on the Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched it. it was... I gotta do this. 
I had a, I keep getting headaches for some reason. That's a bad sign. Oh, but uh, it is fun to watch a show um, with people discuss it immediately after. It's fun. I I I then went on to like. Now I'm like finishing. Um, the director of Utena, his name is uh, Ikahara, and I love him. He's amazing, and he has this sort of like Gramscian, uh, like out like like outlook in his in the way he he makes stuff it's like um it's also incredibly gay like all of his works are um overtly homosexual <laughs> like like uh have elements of that and um uh it, that wonder egg priority um when i watched the first two episodes i immediately saw the ikuhara influence like all over it it's very cool it's like a magical girl um anime um about people confronting their trauma and like uh conf like trying to save their friends who committed suicide and uh it's 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 a very cathartic <laughs> thing to it's watch. great so far we only watched no, two no, episodes no. But like, definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah, join us in the Discord. I don't know what to do. It. This is such a long episode. Maybe. I know. Yeah, I'm like right. trying to think of a. <laughs> you cut cut out anything I've said. Everything I've said. Uh, definitely everything about Eugene V. Debs. I looked it up. Socialist. Um, I said that, so it's fine. We covered it. Okay. <laughs> cut my mic there. <laughs> the it's um. Maybe we could do like a hard cut to like a nice <laughs> fun. It's hard because it's a lot of like doomer shit. I've been feeling very like doomery, mm. uh, like weather sucks and like. But uh, no, I think it was good though. I think we're like, you know, um, I I think we this this session have gone through a lot of like yeah media um media criticism and like and but also like not in just a so what way and like a well maybe these things could be better for organizing if we yeah and i think um outlook a bit i completely failed but uh the guggenheim unionization effort i think is like hitting a, some kind of landmark but i still have to like read about it so that would be something good um we, we could reject them we've had them on the show before Oh, shout us out! What whatever people want to see, uh, hit me up in the DMs and <laughs> let's have fun, everyone. Okay, oh, yeah, let's have fun. <laughs> let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.